Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the French Catholic Cafe in Lourdes, France, on pilgrimage with the Order of Malta. I love that music because it just means I've got a cafe au lait sitting in front of me, a croissant, and everything is good. We're here with our Mother Mary, uh, here with our Malades on pilgrimage. It's such a beautiful experience. If you've never done something like this, it's definitely something that you want to do. Uh, and also what's beautiful about a pilgrimage, you're on a journey, and you're on a journey usually with others. And so we get to meet all kinds of interesting people. And today uh, I'm, I'm talking to Peter Scudner, who's a Knight of Malta, who I've seen several times on this very pilgrimage, and he always seems to have. I've, I, I don't always get to see his face because there's always a camera hanging in front of it. Peter, welcome to the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Well, Deacon Jeff, great to be here, and thanks for joining us here in Lourdes. It's always a special pilgrimage, and it's yeah. great that you can bring stories from Lords back to your listeners. Yeah, and that's amazing, because that's really the benefit of uh, really a pilgrimage. It can be personal, but also it can be evangelistic in nature, because when people know about it, right, they're just like, well, I want some of that. I want to experience that. And so the more we can tell, and that's kind of, I want to talk to you about what you do, because it just seems like you've always been, uh, and by the way, every time I see you, You've always got another person coming with you. It seems like you, you, is your your son or somebody working with you, but someone's always got a new gadget, like some kind of new gizmo with a new camera stabilizing system. Uh, you know, I wonder, it, sometimes it looks like you got it from a hospital. They're like strapped into this thing, but uh, it's kind of neat to see because you're always taking pictures and making movies. That's right. And uh, my son is along with me uh, on this trip, and he's doing some video. We're actually creating daily video messages for the folks who are following our pilgrimage back home. So we have uh, past Malads, we have other knights and volunteers who've been here but aren't along this year. We also have many, many folks who would love to come with us, but for one reason or another, Mm -hmm. even though they might qualify as a Malad, uh, physically uh, perhaps can't make the trip in some other way. And so we have many people following us back home. And we've added these video messages this year. Peter, how, how would uh, just uh, uh, we'll give this information again? But how would someone right now access what you've got? So the Federal Association has a, a website and a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. They also have a special Facebook page for this pilgrimage, oh, okay. and they're posting videos on that and some photos. And how do I find that? Do you go? Do you exit by going to the Order of Malta Federal Association? Web page and that's can, right, or to the uh, Order of Malta Federal Association uh, Facebook page. Oh, awesome! So Either we go those. there, and you will find these uh, wonderful videos that uh, Peter is uh, has been working on with his son. And then uh, now you also take tons of pictures. I mean, everyone loves to take pictures when they're on vacation, when they go to some kind of interesting tourist spot or whatever. But then also, even when you're on pilgrimage, it's a very spiritual event. You, all, it's it's neat to look back at the pictures to go, ah, oh, I remember that moment. I remember what I was thinking or feeling. I remember that time. And you take so many pictures when you're here. Well, I do. It's actually the work that I'm doing now as a volunteer here in Lourdes. Mm. When I first came on pilgrimage uh, over 10 years ago, I came as a, actually as a candidate for the order right. to learn more about the order, to experience the pilgrimage. Right. And this is something the order does uh, regularly. Every year, the Order of Malta comes at a cert- on a certain week. 
uh, and spends the week here. That's right. And we come from around the world. So mm-hmm. it's both it's both a personal uh, uh, retreat of going to a sacred place in terms right. of coming on pilgrimage. But because we also come with the other members of the order from around the world, it's also a fellowship gathering of our of our other knights and dames and volunteers to to better experience the order as a mm. global um, a part of the church. And so you came the first time as a candidate, right, and, to see how how this thing worked, and, and then they love the candidates to come along because you get a real taste for what the order does. That's exactly right. It's a very immersive part into our charism of caring for the sick. It's also an immersive part of our charism of defending the faith. So mm. we have to experience the faith to help to defend it, uh, much as the work that you're doing. And when I came, all of our volunteers and our members are organized into teams to care for the malads. Now, the malads are the sick that we bring with us. Right. They have a companion with them. But during the week, we take care of both the malad and the companion. Sure. And we do the work. My job was a puller. So in Lourdes, you see these carts mm-hmm. where we're bringing our malad to mass in a cart. And each cart has a puller and a pusher and others that help to guide them Everywhere through the hills. Everywhere we go, they're in those carts, right? Everywhere they go, they're yeah. in the carts. That's right. And when you work in that role as a volunteer, you get to know a malad for the whole day. Right. And, it's, and it's much more personal. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the week, you feel like you've gotten to know a handful of people really well. Mm-hmm. And you might even turn around and look at all these other people who came with you on the trip and say, well, who are they? Because you were in this small team. Right. After a few years of doing that, I was asked to take the pictures, which is... Now, a, does that, but, but did they say, like, let's just pick a sucker who will do it? Or was it... Did, did, they, did you like to take pictures? Were you a, a picture taker? Is that something you did as a hobby? Well, it's been a lifelong avocation. You just... You love taking pictures. It's uh, something that I've done from my youth, uh, you know, all the, the high school and college mm-hmm. yearbook and, and newspaper sort of thing. But I've, I've maintained it. And here, it's a chance to tell the story of the Malads and actually make a gift to the Malads to let them take the stories home with them. Peter, I got to tell you, when I see you, I, um, I enjoy the few minutes that I might have in downtime. But I just, I, I, you know, it was tough to actually get you even to be able to have time to do this interview, because you, you seem like you're the guy that works the most on this pilgrimage. And I know you wouldn't say it that way, but you do. A, it's a lot to get to capture all of these moments. And you want to make sure you do so good at it because you want to make sure, I think, that everybody gets every opportunity to see, you know, all these different angles and all these different faces. Uh, so it's a lot. Of, I know it's a lot of hard work, but you but apparently you love it. You've always loved taking photographs. Well, I have. And, and, and the, when I came to take the photos, I learned that it was a different experience of pilgrimage. So now, instead of being in a small team working with one or two malads each day mm-hmm. and getting to know them, I now had a chance to meet everyone, but more quickly. Right. So for me, taking the pictures is, is a way f- to help them take the stories back home and to share it with their friends and family. So what I try to do is I try to capture moments where the malads are, and, and the other pilgrims here, are are having an experience of some type, uh, whether it be a spiritual or emotional, or they're just interacting with others in fellowship, mm-hmm. but trying to take those photos in a more, in essence, more of a journalistic style of capturing folks that aren't really paying attention to me taking their picture. Right. So it's not so much you standing next to, uh, you know, Mickey and Minnie Mouse, you know, with the castle behind you, you know, and, and posing a picture so much as it is capturing a moment that tells a story. And then when you see that, Again, and you can relive that story every time you look at that picture. Yes, and so 
I'll try to get moments where people are in mass in prayer, and they've told me afterwards that when they saw the photo, I, it happened that that was a moment that was significant to them. Mm, that's awesome. And now they're using the photo to tell the story uh, to others of what they experienced. You know, this uh, idea of taking pictures uh, or using images, it's so, uh, it's so key, and actually it, it actually ties really directly to our Catholic faith, and a lot of people don't think about it, but, you know, the very fact that uh, Jesus became incarnate, right, that the second person of the Blessed Trinity took on flesh, and so we have this new economy of images of God, because, and the reason why we have pictures of Jesus is because he showed us a face 2,000 years ago, and so there are many people that would just gaze upon him. In fact, there's actually devotions to the face of Jesus, right, and, and so this idea that you would use these pictures really to sort of like picture the faith of the person, of the person looking at the picture, uh, of, the, of the person surrounding that, per- you know, and so it's like then the faith becomes now something that's, that's visualized or external, and that's kind of a neat thing to see that you do that. Well, our knights and our dames and our volunteers are here caring for the sick, and a photo of one of the, the dames handing a cup of water mm. to a malad is an example of caring for the sick. Right. It's a, a tangible illustration of our work in order. There's others, so many of um, the, the joyfulness. One story in talking with a Malad who came and said to me, you know, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, and I thought there'd be all these sad people, everyone's sick, and instead I, I saw joy. And so if I can capture a moment of that joy of, of people who came here carrying a burden or a pain or an illness and interacting with someone else and sharing a moment of joy, then that tells us a lot about the power of, of, of Mary and, and Christ here at, at, uh, at Lourdes. And, you know, it's also helped by the fact that we're in such a photogenic place. I mean, it's just beautiful here, and it's not something everyone's always used to in their own neck of the woods, wherever that might be. So you see those joyful faces, but you're in the midst of just some absolutely beautiful topography and, and uh, all the, the, the basilicas and things. It's just a neat place to... It, it really is, and it's always fun to take a few pictures in the evening during the candlelight procession as people are uh, processing, uh, saying the rosary, and carrying these candles that, uh, right. that just light the scene with soft candlelight. Oh, I know that's so beautiful because I know people have taken pictures every once in a while in there with their own little home cameras or their iPhones or whatever of their little kid holding a candle, and you go like, oh, that's, that's really beautiful, you know? So that helps, but I, some of the pictures that you've taken, Peter, I have to admit, uh, some of them will, will bring a tear to my eye because it'll end up being a person that I remember. You know, uh, I remember their experience. I remember their being present here. I remember um, essentially their, uh, I remember their sickness, but I remember in the midst of their sickness, the joy that they had in coming to this place. And ultimately the, the healing, whether it was physical, but more usually spiritual healing that they encountered. And sometimes these people you take pictures of, this is an image of a person who no, no longer is walking the earth, right? They've gone to be with Jesus. Some of these people, because there's very sick people that come here. And to me, I see those, and they're just amazing. They just take me into that moment. I've, I've had Malads um, and companions tell me the same. I think that's a part of the motivation to return mm. and, and, and keep at this work. When um, a companion comes to me and tells me that she has a photo of her late husband that mm. I took, and it was a, a significant moment for the two of them here in Lourdes, it's very powerful. And... I just view this work as a, as a gift to the Malats. 
It's beautiful. So I'm talking to Peter Scudner. He's a knight of Malta, and he is our uh, our pilgrimage visi- visualist. I don't know, I'm going to make up a name. I don't know, but you're, you're all things media. You um, take the pictures, photographer, certainly, but doing the videos. We're going to talk about some more of that stuff when we come back. Before we uh, take a break, I want to remind folks at home we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, and you would send that to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. So, with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Agnes of Bohemia was a real princess, born over 800 years ago to the king and queen of Bohemia, located in the modern-day Czech Republic. Agnes was sent off to be educated by the Cistercian nuns, which was commonplace during the Middle Ages for a person of her station, and preparation for her future role in the ruling class. However, rather than be inspired to remain amongst the ruling royalty, she developed a strong religious vocation. This became an issue when her father, the king, betrothed Agnes to the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, Frederick II. Betrothal of this kind among royal families was a tradition of the time, and after all, Agnes was a princess. However, still supernaturally drawn to the religious life, she refused to give her hand in marriage to Frederick, and he became embarrassed and enraged. Agnes used her royal connections and made a direct appeal to Pope Gregory IX, asking him to annul the betrothal. But before the Pope could even rule on the matter, Frederick had a change of heart. Perhaps the Holy Spirit let him know that God had other plans for Agnes. Frederick was heard to say, If she had left me for a mortal man, I would have taken vengeance with the sword, but I cannot take offense because in preference to me, she has chosen the King of Heaven. Now free, Agnes quickly went to work answering her vocational call. Before becoming a nun, she established a hospital for the poor and needy after she first obtained a large grant of land from her royal brother, Wenceslas I. Soon afterward, Agnes founded a poor Clare convent, Saint Savior, in Prague. She wrote directly to St. Clair of Assisi for assistance, who sent five nuns from Assisi to help. Once established, Agnes entered the convent at St. Savior, where she remained as a cloistered nun for the remaining years of her life, dedicating herself to prayer and sacrifices of devotion. At her canonization, Pope St. John Paul II said of her, Agnes of Bohemia, although she lived in a period far removed from ours, still remains a shining example of the Christian faith and heroic charity, which invites us to reflection and imitation. Her feast day is March 2nd. I'm Bess Drozimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here in this uh, beautiful, picturesque, but sacred and holy shrine of Our Lady, uh, Lourdes, France. Uh, such a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Uh, certainly worthy of taking pictures of. And uh, speaking of which, I'm talking to Peter Scudner, who is a Knight of Malta, who is us, our, our, our photographer, official uh, you know, photojournalist, 
But also, uh, you don't just take movies or take pictures, do you? You also do movies, right, Peter? Well, we we do, and my son has helped me with that. He's actually been on pilgrimage now four times. Right now, did that? But you developed to the video part of things. I mean, because it started with just the pictures. That's right. So we, I was doing photographs, and I had this idea that it would be great to tell the story in uh, film at a time when he had taken an interest in film as well. So he yeah. came along. And we set about making a documentary about the pilgrimage to tell the story of the Malads. But we wanted to tell it in a very um, personal and intimate way, an immersive way. And what I mean by that is we didn't want to have sort of the, the, the narrator or the, or the voiceover uh, explaining what was happening. On we, Wednesday, the pilgrims then made their way to the baths. That's right. We wanted to avoid that. <laughs> Instead, we wanted the pilgrims to tell you that they went to the bath. And, and as the one fellow Richard said, and it wakes you up in more ways than one. And, and that's what we wanted. We wanted to get that experience and to, to find out why people had come on pilgrimage. Moments. Moments, exactly. And so we spent the week immersed with our, our, our pilgrims and, and with, the, with, with the order, as I typically do. But now we also were doing video interviews as we went. Right. And we turned that into a film, and, it, and it's, the title is called by Mary because we really feel that we are called to come here and it was broadcast on EWTN uh, and it follows the pilgrimage from 2014. Now you can still see that if you want to find that right is that still somewhere you can find it online? Yes so EWTN has it in their DVD catalog and the Order of Malta has a link for it through their website where it can be viewed online. Yeah it's a beautiful little film that just really it really does it's it's it is like moments it's uh, it's great for someone who's been on the pilgrimage because uh, and, and, you just sort of relive things. You remember like, oh, I remember what that was like and where I was. But even for someone who hasn't been there, it's a way to bring that pilgrimage into your home, right, to wherever you are, to watch it on your iPhone or watch it on your computer at home or watch it on your television. It's a, it's a neat experience to kind of see really what happens on the day-to-day in a, an experiential way. That's exactly right. And, and also to hear the stories of these faith-filled people that have come here, who were called by Our Lady, who've come for some form of healing, whether it be spiritual or or physical. But I really feel that everyone comes away with some form of of spiritual healing from from being on this pilgrimage. Yeah, and it's neat to document that and and help share that. Because, again, that's part of picturing our faith. It's it's, it's part of, like, telling a story. And Jesus, uh, you know, was this master teacher and used parables and, and, and painted pictures that people could could sort of understand and so your your little parables that you do whether it's in photographs or in these movies are really telling a story uh, a great gift you say healing uh, but just really it's just an encounter with god um, through mary it's just such a beautiful uh, experience it is and, and we've done these films also now uh, in green bay wisconsin at our lady of good help yeah which is the only recognized uh, marian apparition site in the United States. Right. It, We've it, done a show on that on the Catholic Cafe. We had Bishop David Ricken, who was the bishop, um, is the bishop of that diocese, who actually declared and it went through all the process to get that, uh, that, that, that apparition approved. Exactly. And when we first visited him, it was also on pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. And as I was there, I had this thought that not enough people know that there is a Marian apparition right. site in the United States. And so I felt that it was uh, partly our job to help tell people that. And one way to tell them is to tell them visually. So we've made two films there, one called Help by Mary, 
kind of a, you know, if you think about Lourdes, we feel like we're called here. The message of Our Lady in Wisconsin was, um, I will help you. And I think we've all experienced moments where Our Lady has helped us. Mm-hmm. So that's helped by Mary. And then we returned this past year and did a second film called The Miracles of Champion. And that talks about uh, experiences that people have had of special graces. Now, the church doesn't officially recognize them as miracles. There's no right. medical bureau there like there is in Lourdes, and there's no process for that determination. But the families certainly look to their there faith. There are fruits of experiences there that you're telling the stories of those. That's exactly right. And so we've done that, and uh, hopefully through these stories we're helping others experience uh, mm. some of uh, the love of our mother and the attractiveness of coming on pilgrimage to these Marian apparition sites. Peter, you've talked a little bit. You've mentioned kind of your motivation in all of this, but where, where, where does all of this, uh, this avocation for, uh, for visualization Right. Where, where does that come from? And, and, and then how does it feed your, your own faith experience? I think it comes from wanting to tell stories. And I've learned that I can tell those stories visually. I think with photography, I, I figured out that I enjoy taking pictures of people because it captures stories. And I find that I'm not particularly a very good landscape photographer. So if I was right. out on a trip, I wouldn't take a lot of time taking scenics. But if I have an opportunity to capture the moments of people experiencing things in an up, a very up-close and personal way, for me, that's a way of sharing their experiences with others, helping them tell their story. You know, there's actually, I, I studied film growing up, and uh, there's actually, um, a lot of people don't recognize things, but if you think about a Frank Capra movie, he was actually a master of the reaction shot. And he developed this whole uh, thing that's like, you know, really, not what the story to be told is not what's actually going on in that main master shot with with the action. It's really the reactions of the people that are there witnessing it. So, in that yeah. same way, Peter, you're like sort of like telling that same kind of story where, yeah, that's a pretty basilica, that's a pretty uh, Stations of the Cross, but really, the person that is experiencing that, that's the story you want to tell. It's exactly right, and then, and hopefully, in in some way, it gives them a tool to help tell their own story. I, I know of um, uh, others who have shown the film or shown pictures to their friends or families. There's a, 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 a Malad who actually gives talks about his experience now, and he uses some of the photographs that we captured on the trip as a way to visually help enhance his I've done the same thing because I've, take, I've taken some of the pictures that you've created to say, like, look, I was there and help people understand uh, what, what a pilgrimage like that uh, is like. And so that's really neat that you've done all this and this has been part of your, uh, and, and really what you've given, um, not just to the order in, you know, providing this, this, um, this service, um, but really what you've done in, in telling these stories is you're really doing the work of the gospel, aren't you? Uh, you could describe it that way. I, I might not think of it that well, way. Well, I'm not but saying it, from a prideful perspective. I'm just know, saying, but I, if our job is to, is to share the good news, sure, right? We're, we're given charisms and gifts and skills, right? Those come from God. Well, I, let me, I will pick up on that. And you're right. We, we each have certain skills, and we should be putting them to good use. Mm. And so in this way, you, you mentioned earlier that um, it looks like I'm busy and working hard, but I'm here on pilgrimage experiencing pilgrimage. Yeah. And so for me, doing the photography is part of my experience of the week. It's, way, it's, it's, it's a way for me to live out my faith 
by being helpful in that regard. Now, if someone wanted to see these movies that you've done, that you've worked on, Called My Mary, Helped My Mary, The Miracles of Champion. Of course, Champion is the city in Wisconsin. That's correct. Right. And so, so people would know what that is. Where would they go to find those things again? Again, through the federal, uh, the Order of Malta Federal Association. There'll be links to those. There has links on from their website. And they're available uh, on EWTN's. Uh, their catalog. Well, yeah, I, know, I, I know for sure that Called by Mary is in that catalog. Yeah. Yes. So in all of this, has this grown your own personal faith in terms of just being part of I'm talking about specifically the, the photography and the movies. Has that really helped to build your faith up more? It has, in, in, in this way. It's given me a chance to observe the strength of the faith in others. And in particular, when I'm doing films and their documentaries, mm. and, and you see 30 seconds or a minute or so on, on the camera, I may have been talking with that person for an hour yeah. and hearing in great detail how their experiences impacted their life and how their faith has, has strengthened their life and, and brought them closer to God. And so when you surround yourself with other people who are filled with faith and you listen to their stories and how they're living their life, I think it's inspirational to encourage us, each of us to find ways to strengthen our own faith. Peter, you're very talented in what you do. Uh, you probably don't make a very good meatloaf, right? And you said you don't take good landscape pictures, right? But... But you've got a gift and a charism, and all of us are giving, given some gift. God, God has got plans for all of us, and really it's just allowing ourselves uh, to be vulnerable, to, to listen to God's promptings, and to, well, to go on pilgrimage. Right? To go on to, pilgrimage, to, that's to, right. And then to see where we fit in. And so many of us will go on a retreat, a chance for reflection. And when you go on pilgrimage, you're taking that now and you're experiencing that. You're just going someplace really special to experience that. And to, to do that with another group, and to share their experiences is a wonderful part of coming to Lourdes. Well, I always look forward to coming on pilgrimage, and I certainly always then look forward to re- reviewing that pilgrimage and those experiences and the things that I learned and, and uh, the things that I felt, uh, the people that I met by looking at the pictures that you've created, Peter. So thank you so much for the gift of your photography and of your movie making. Thank you for bringing your son and getting him involved in this and sort of passing the uh, uh, that, that charism on uh, to allow him to be part of this as well. And to all of you out there, uh, whatever that gift is, whatever that skill is, put it to use, evangelize. You may be a photographer. You may be, a, you may be able to picture your faith and the faith of others and really st- spread the good news. Peter, thank you for being with us here in the Catholic Cafe. Well, you're welcome. It's great to be with you. So we have our Blessed Mother here, uh, Our Lady of Lourdes, and let's ask her for her intercession. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.